What's up, everybody? I'm Brian Barrett, former Boston sports radio guy and now host of the new Ringer show, Off the Pike, that'll cover your favorite Boston teams and stories from Fenway to Foxborough to the Garden and beyond. We're reacting to all the biggest games and moments with episodes at least three times a week featuring myself and some of your favorite guests at the Ringer and in the city. Plus, if the Celtics or the Pats make a surprise trade, if the Red Sox go on a run, or if any news breaks, we'll drop bonus instant reaction episodes too, so you're always up to date with the latest chatter. Get in on the action and follow off the pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Krolick. We are going through our must-add players after week six. Here's how it works. We're all going to go position by position. We pick our number one player you'd add. If we all pick the same guy, we do a little trivia tiebreaker. Why are you laughing at me, DK? Because <laughs> Craig and I both turned down our mics, like, or our headphones immediately upon that intro. because oh, I'm loud. <laughs> I was <yeah>. like, ah! <laughs> it's been a while since we've been in person. <laughs> exactly. It was just cringe. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. It's good. It's good. It's a, kind of a very important week for all these ads because the bye week's bye week was like is a this soft opening. The Bipocalypse is back? No, it's no. Bipocalypse was when there was like seven teams. <laughs> but the teams on bye this week are the Bills, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles. So at quarterback, that's Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts on bye, plus obviously Kirk Cousins, Stafford, who cares? I mean, I care. I have some teams with those players. Well, well you have 25 weeks. <laughs> it would be well, weird, some, actually. Some people might have those guys on <laughs> rosters, is what I'm saying. There are yeah. literally dozens of us. <laughs> The receivers, though, is where this is nuts. Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, literally the top three receivers in fantasy are all on by. Cool. Not to mention A.J. Brown, who is also a top 10 player. And then obviously the second receivers, Gabe Davis, Adam Thielen, Devontae Smith. That is the top three guys. If you include Marquise Brown for Arizona, who is potentially after the season as a foot injury, that's five of the top 10 wide receivers in fantasy will not be playing this week. And uh, seven of the top 16 fantasy receivers are not playing this week. So it's it's really important week for streaming both now and then for the future. And then also Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard. A lot of really good players run by. So we'll go through position by position. Start with running backs? Yes. I think this week there's a lot of really good stash opportunities at running back. But if you actually need to plug and play a player from waivers to your flex, I would so much rather do a receiver this week than a running back. We're recording this on Monday, so we don't have a lot of information about certain situations. Like injuries, but and yeah. I am not very titillated by the running backs available this week. Good, good work. 
So we can go through, we do like 40-ish percent roster threshold ESPN Yahoo. Guys above that, that if they're around, you should just grab, obviously. No shit, but like Kenneth Walker, Roger Stevenson, and then the um, Daryl Hendersons of the world, if they're mm-hmm. around for whatever. Also, Deion you know, Jackson of the Colts. Well, he's, is he already shot up above 40? He's at 43 on Yahoo the last time I looked, and so that's close. Let's talk about him. I, I think we should put him in the pool, whether you pick him or not. Pretend he's available. He's also only uh, uh, 32 on ESPN. So we'll, we'll include him. And then Eno Benjamin for the Cardinals is a guy that I think I'll probably take, even though James Conner might come back. I would probably put him above. But yeah. Connor feels like that, that ankle injury is going to linger all year. Yeah. So wait, how, where's Eno in terms of roster ship? He's too high. He's at 73 on ESPN. But if he's around for whatever reason... Definitely know, grab him, yes. So with that said, those guys putting to the side. DK, after week six, who is your number one running back waiver that you would take if you needed to plug and play someone for this week? Man, this is tough. So I'm going to go with Deion Jackson if he's in the player pool here. Obviously, this is... Before we know the extent of his injury, he left last night's game, or yesterday's game, with a, a quad, thigh, injury. quad injury. He tweeted, I'm all good. Yeah, okay. Don't so, know what that means. It's enough for me. Yeah, I mean, players never lie about that kind of thing. So, that's, I just well, it's trust like J.K. Dobbins, him, him and Jesus <laughs> yeah, have been working. Play week one. Um, I mean, obviously, last week, on Sunday, he had an incredible game. He actually scored, I think, more points than Jonathan Taylor has at all. The season. He was the number one running back. Yeah. So on the, on the whole week. And just eye test, he's looked really good. He does. And so Those you know, seven catches for like 70 yards. And at one point, he had the most receiving y- catches and yards on the day. Yeah. Through halftime, I think, of the one. Every year, games. there's always like a couple guys who just come in and just look like, I'm like, that guy just like looks as good as Al- right. like Austin Eckler. Right. And he's like a seventh round running back who is <laughs> fourth in the depth chart. Well, I think in reality, what happened is that Col- what actually happens, the Colts offensive line had their first good game of the year. And they also ran like a ton of plays. And yes. so Matt Ryan looked good because the, the offense looked good in sync. So if Jonathan Taylor plays, I don't know if you would play Deion Jackson, although he's probably worth still having. But. I mean, I, here's the reason I think you put him at the top of your priority, regardless of what's happening this week is, I mean, look what he did this week. If Jonathan Taylor tweaks the injury, he, like ankle injuries can be kind of finicky. Um, you know, obviously this is a offense that you want to have a piece of the backfield with if Jonathan Taylor goes down. And so if Jonathan Taylor misses more time, the Jonathan Taylor inactive was a little bit weird because he practiced on a limited basis, I believe, on Thursday and Friday. It felt like, according to the beat, that they that he was on track to play. But he was ruled out by Saturday. And then Saturday, they ruled him out. And so everyone was like, oh, okay, that's kind of strange. I feel and like that's been happening a lot this year. There's been a lot of guys trending towards playing. Like, Dalton Schultz every week is, like, off the injury report. He was, and then a, he just he was a healthy scratch. Yeah. This was bizarre. Um, well, I don't know if he's such a healthy scratch if he's coming back. He hasn't come back. But he, he was a they, full practice. He was off. They took him off the injury report, and then he didn't oh, play. Oh, yeah, they did. So that is right. the de- that's actually like the definition of a healthy scratch. So, yeah, I mean, he... Th- so I, that's that. shenanigans, though. I, I kind of don't That's what I'm that. saying is there's a lot of shenanigans going on. I feel like it's always <laughs> you like... You want to oh, say shenanigans one I more think, time? I think that's probably a procedural Tom move. Tom Fuller. I bet there is like a... Yeah. yeah, no, it probably was Tom Fuller. I bet that's a procedural move. I don't think you take the Dalton Schultz so, off. That's weird. Regardless, that's we're getting a little off topic. I think with Jonathan Taylor, they're not going to make him a healthy scratch. So, but with Deion Jackson, if Jonathan Taylor misses any more time, he's absolutely a smash play. And then, you know, of course, just having him as like insurance, just in case Jonathan Taylor gets hurt again, reaggravates the injury. You know, I think that's just an important thing to do. So he would be the top of my list, even though there's a chance you might not get to play him this week because Jonathan Taylor may be back. Well, not just Taylor. So I, first of all, I agree. I would have Deion Jackson number one if he's out there, but. It's worth saying Jonathan Taylor's out, but also Naheem Hines had a concussion. We don't know when he would be able to return. Philip Lindsay is also like the fourth running back here. If Deion Jackson's gone, do you at all feel this way about Philip Lindsay? 
Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, Philip Lindsay is another guy who passes the eye test every time, I feel like. I don't get really why he's been bouncing around the NFL so he's much. He's a 1,000-yard rusher. Right. It's weird. Oh, that's just the thing you say if you like a guy, but yeah, you but ignore he looked, if you don't he's like always a guy. He's always ran for 1,000 yards in a season. That is enough for me to start him <laughs> as my backup in week yeah, six. Yeah. Just, I'm just, week seven. I fit this feisty today. Uh, am I? Yeah. yeah, he's gearing up. You need to smoke a little weed before we record this rewatchables. <laughs> Chill, man. Yeah. I'll just get all paranoid. Um, he, uh, somebody give him the snickle fritz. <laughs> Don't uh, do the pot before the okay, pot. Okay, so I'm, yeah, I'm taking Deion Jackson as well as DK Craig. Are you taking Deion Jackson? Begrudgingly, to be clear, I don't, I don't like him doing this. Yes, but I think Jonathan Taylor is going to play, so can I pick a backup? Tyler Algier. Okay. The, he's 37% roster on ESPN. He's the rookie for the Falcons. He's like splitting time with Caleb Huntley, but he's seeing, he's playing more snaps one, and he's also seeing more of the receiving work. Um, Damian Williams is still on IR. The Falcons are actually one of the the have throw the least of like any team in the last two decades. It, so, and I don't think that's changing anytime soon. So they run the ball like thirty times a game, and this guy's splitting carries with whoever his his partner is in the backfield. And he's not really like blowing the doors off anything. He's but he's pretty much getting like twelve to fifteen carries a game, which in an offense that knows how to run the football, I don't mind. Here's my weird thing with Tyler Algier. I'm not sure he's even like the third Falcons running back I'd want which is weird because the Falcons running game right now is so weird. Tyler Algier is basically getting all the work on like third and longs, but Caleb Huntley's getting the work on short down and distance. But then right. Avery Williams, I think is like their, is their two minute guy. But then, so that's three running backs. plus Arthur Smith just can't help himself, man. He just so can't help himself. Caleb Huntley had 15 carries and Algier had 16. And like Algier plays more than him. But if they're going to, if you're just kind of rolling, like treating it almost like a tight end, I pray they get a touchdown. I'd actually bet Caleb Huntley. But here's the thing that's three running backs. And then Damian Williams might come back, who seemed like their lead rusher from We've IR. We've been hearing that. He's still on the IR. Well, we'll see. But then Cordell Patterson is coming out of fire. So they have like five running backs plus Marcus Mar- Mariota, who's like in this. And so the, the Falcons are the strangest. Plus Arthur Smith. Yeah. Just doesn't want anyone to I be just, happy. I mean, his last three games, Algier, 84 rushing yards, 45, 51. Like he's, like, he's a serviceable player right now. I don't think Williams or Patterson play this week, so I think it's going to be him and Huntley. He's the surest bet to get, like, double-digit carries. Yeah. Which is all you can do. The, they run the hell out of the ball, so yeah. All right, well, let's do a Deion Jackson. Yeah, let's do a show, showdown. showdown time. Are we doing hands in the air? What are we doing? Oh, yeah, we're all in person now. <laughs> now you ha- yes, yes, Jesse's yes. even doing it. Jesse's doing it. Hell yeah. It is the hell Deion yeah. Jackson. Showdown time! Oh, yeah. <laughs> gang is back together. Okay, the energy is up. We're in person, by the way. That's the, yeah, yeah. That's why we had. Yeah, you know, we had to turn down the volume earlier. We covered that. <laughs> we had a good one. We had a couple good ones. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have these ready. <laughs> I do. No, I do, but I I lost. <laughs> that would be the definition of not being ready. Well, <laughs> I, I was ready, and then I was unready. Kind of like Kyle Pitts. Going it's like, are you ready for school? Back. Yeah, mom. And she's like, where's your backpack? I don't know. <laughs> well, then you're not ready for school. Still not ready. Okay, this is a good one. Okay, here we go. This is weird. We've never done this in person. This is from Caleb. 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 Uh, Huntley? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we were talking about how men do dumb things a lot. But mm-hmm. then also, we were talking about how it's hard to go to the, like, the bathroom like you need your phone. Like, you almost don't want to go to the, ba- the bathroom without your phone. What would you right. think about? Yeah, yeah exactly. well, literally, that's <laughs> what the question is. can't be alone with this my thoughts. One of, I, <laughs> that's why podcasts exist. That's why companies are spending so much money on podcasting, because they know people don't want to sit with their thoughts. I can't believe you used that exact phrase. Okay, so the New York Times, I think, like, eight years ago, ran an article about letting your mind wander. 
And the New York Times cited this study from 2014 that was about adults who were like men who were given the choice of being alone with your thoughts for 15 minutes or taking an electrical shock. (laughs) It was like, if you take the shock, like literally getting tortured or thinking. How severe is the shock? Uh, I don't have that information, but the question is, what percentage of men opted for the electrical shock instead of being alone with their thoughts for 15 minutes? Oh, God. That's really But could funny. you get your phone back for a shock, or will you be alone? For My gut says 72% of men. I think it's like <laughs> 85% took the shock. I'm, I'm going to go low. I'm going to go like 34. 67%. Jesus, what is wrong with shock? us? <laughs> you can't just sit there and think There's for a few minutes. Of the- we are fucked up. You guys ever seen the tweet? There's somebody tweeted this. It was like, we're addicted. The guy that sit, sat down on the airplane next to me just got into his chair and stared forward for like the four hour flight. He's psychotic. <laughs> There's like nothing more terrifying than a like, person just sitting alone. Doing sitting nothing. there <laughs> and staring forward for four hours. Also, isn't that like with Harry Potter, they go back and see Kid Voldemort. He's just staring and it's like, oh, terrifying. <laughs> but what, also they have like, you know, they, other people. If you have like an addiction, they have treatment centers. Where's the treatment for like my phone addiction? I can't get in. I can't hit a button for an elevator and like just sit there and wait for the elevator. I have to pull the phone in my pocket. Is there anyone who can help me with this? Uh, no, because it makes a bunch of money for a lot of companies. They don't want you to get help. Well, if someone wants to start a company to help me like not pull out my phone when I wait for an elevator, that would be great. I would love someone to do that. Anyway, uh, 67. Does that mean, Craig, you get Deion Jackson? Yeah, baby. Cool. You get the guy you didn't even want. And then, <laughs> sick, sick. don't pour cold water on my victory. And then, <laughs> uh, I guess I, I get this. second choice. Dude, I don't know, man. This is awful. I in, I guess I could take like Caleb Huntley Rhodes. Uh, I, I might just like DK and take uh, Kenyon Drake for the Ravens, which I also hate and don't actually even want him. But okay. if I have to play someone for this week, I suppose I would take right, Kenyon Drake right. for the Ravens. Because J.K. His knee tight, J.K. Dobbins like didn't really play in the Giants game that much. His knee tightened up, and again, it's not a shock to us because his knee injury was so complicated last year that it's not surprising at all that he's having complications. Uh, but this is also weird backfield. I don't love it, but Gus Edwards might come back soon. But I would, if I had to have someone this week, I guess I would play Kenny Drake. But, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. The other guy that I was going to throw out, and I guess I'll go with here. Well, there's there's so many guys that you could stash this week. The stashes, I, I think if you need to play someone this week, honestly, I would go receivers. And if you had to add a running back, I would prefer to stash a running back that isn't other than Deion Jackson. But I'm going to go, if you have to play somebody next week, and, and this is kind of risky because he hasn't played yet tonight, but Josh Kelly from the Chargers, um, if he's still out there, he's another guy to kind of add and just keep in mind. I have added him in a lot of leagues as stash because I think that if he, if Austin Eckler got hurt, and we're recording this Monday, so we don't know what happens, right. like he just said, but Josh Kelly would be like a top, 15-ish top 20 running back probably every week if Austin Eckler got yeah, hurt. And he's already he's already a little, he's got standalone value already because he's getting a good amount of carries. You know, Austin Eckler has said, I think, that we should pick him up. Like, this is the guy that they're kind of basically spelling Eckler with and, and you know, giving Eckler a chance to, like, you know, stay healthy and whatever. Like, yeah, this is what the we only about. running back who likes fantasy football. Literally right, the only one. Right. Everyone else hates just it. hates us. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's only the small running backs. It's Maurice Jones, Drew, and Eckler, I think, because they come in and, not, I don't know, it's like, for some reason, the five, seven guys are the ones that Is like. there any industry where the subject matter of who the media is covering doesn't hate that group of media people? Like, like NFL players don't like fantasy football media right, writers, and right. that, like, tech people don't like tech journalists. Like, who, who actually likes the media people? <laughs> Does anyone like us? Media? Yeah. 
No one likes the media. No one likes the media. No, no. Just nobody, nobody likes the media. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I'm going to throw out a couple other guys to keep in mind as stashes. Gus Edwards for the Ravens. I thought you hated Gus Edwards. I don't hate Gus. Why would I hate Gus Edwards? I don't know. He's fine. He's, he's a good player. We were talking about this like 40 minutes ago, and you were like, I don't like Gus Edwards. No, that's absolutely not what I said. I said he's maybe not going to be ready. That's why he's a stash. I don't know if he's going to be playing this week. But once he comes back, I think he's probably going to have a relatively big role in the Ravens' offense. He's always been pretty good in that offense. Um, I wouldn't start him in Week 7, I think is the context. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I wouldn't start him coming back from the injury. Uh, Travis Homer for the Seahawks. When he comes off the IR, wow. really? I think he's actually going to stunned. He's going to be the third down back, not DJ Dallas. At least that's how the that's how the hierarchy was before. What's like the what's the actual value in that? I have though? three guys I would do ahead of him. He was he was playing like a lot of snaps before he got hurt, and that was with Penny and Kenneth Walker both playing too. I I have a list of other stashes. I think there's five I would take ahead of him, including John. Okay, go ahead and well, name. I'm curious. I, I'm, no, no, this is. Ivan doesn't know when he's being insulting. <laughs> well, I want you to slot in Travis Homer as I go through these guys. Okay. Josh Kelly or Travis Homer. I already said Josh Kelly. Okay, yeah. So I'm yeah. Samaj P. Ryan, who Joe Mixon's top five in touches. No. P. Ryan. Really? Nah. That's interesting to me. Because if Joe Mixon got hurt. Stash wise, you would rather have P. Ryan than than Homer? Really? If Mixon goes down, it's P. Ryan's job. I mean, I guess they're pretty close. I think Homer would have a little bit of standalone value, is my point. Because he's playing like third downs. Like he has a pretty big role. But the Tom. point of a stash is like high ceiling, right? Yeah. Would you rather do Travis Homer or Deontay Foreman for the Panthers on the off chance that Christian, well, obviously McCaffrey mm. could be hurt, but if McCaffrey were the trade deadlines November 1st, Halloween, one of those, the November 2nd. If McCaffrey, I don't think McCaffrey got traded, but if he got traded in the next two weeks, would you want Deontay Foreman or Travis Homer? I mean, I have very little faith in what Deontay Foreman would do in this Panthers offense if. Christian McCaffrey was gone. Like this is like worse than the situation in Atlanta, where you're going to have it would be Foreman, it'd be Hubbard. They probably bring up this Blackshear guy. It would just, I think it would be a big rotation. I don't think he would have a lot of value. But I mean, I guess I probably maybe put him before that. Speaking of bad running games, Kyron Williams for the Rams, who was like this. Yeah, he was rookie. on my list. He was definitely on my list. He had a high ankle sprain in week one on special teams, which I don't like guys on high ankle sprains after they get a high ankle sprain, but. The Rams are down bad at running back. They also can't run. Actually, I should have said him first. I think I would probably stash him first of all this group. Do you think the Rams are going to sign somebody at running I back? Think, I was looking at this group and they almost have to because they have Daryl Henderson, who again, McVay has repeatedly, like they're using like begrudgingly Henderson at a, a huge rate this year, but they don't want to. They freaking Ronnie Rivers, who again is like this Madden-generated player that I don't believe is real. And then Malcolm Brown, who somehow is still on this team. He's, he's like prob- number 41. I'm trying to think of like, like, like the least explosive player in the NFL. Who could number they go 41. Sign? We can't. Like some, like Miles Gaskin or something? Yeah, maybe. Well, he's a, well, I know. Yeah. But, you know, some. They, I, the point is, though, the Rams lost their left. They were already the like at bottom three offensive line by performance. And then they lost their left tackle on our 10th offensive lineman of the year. But yeah. the other one I was going to have. So like, Kyron Williams is high upside, but how much really? But the yeah. other one's guys, James Cook who Zach Moss, the Bills running back, was inactive, healthy scratch yeah. in this game. It's just Singletary and James Cook. I feel like I'd rather have James Cook. I would probably go Josh Kelly, Samaji, P. Ryan, James Cook, and then Foreman in that order. Josh Kelly, P. Ryan, Cook, Foreman, Cook? Yeah, that's not confusing when you hear it on podcast. But Josh Kelly for Chargers to back up Eckler, Samaji, P. Ryan to back up Joe Mixon, uh, James Cook for the Bills, just because the Bills are going on bye, so you might not need to do it, but coming out of the bye, I think Cook could have a much larger role. Foreman in case McCaffrey gets traded. Kyron Williams to the Rams. And then I would, I would Gus Edwards. Rashad White 
You still out there? Yeah, Rashad White's out for sure. I think my favorites among that group are Gus Edwards, Josh Kelly, and P. Ryan. And Deion Jackson obviously is in that group as well because if Taylor comes back, like he obviously coming back from an ankle injury at any point exacberates it. Deion Jackson showed he could be number one on a day. So yeah, cool. Jalen Warren, you still interested? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. there's just like eight. Guys that are out there to like, it's just you're playing stash. the lottery, and yeah. like it's a scratch off, and it's kind of fucked up. So this is like, why it's in like, case a guy gets hurt, I'll benefit. I mean, yeah. should we talk about the Niners running back depth chart? Considering Jeff Wilson oh, yeah. just Ty Davis Price got maybe? benched for fumbling and always gets hurt. I mean, there's Tevin Coleman and Ty Davis Price, Jordan Mason. Who is it? Do we think it's Ty Davis Price or do you think why it's do we call sh- him Ty when his name's Tyrion, which is like the coolest name? It's just a, you know, it's efficient, shorter, shorter. Why do you go by Danny? Because my name is Interion. Daniel's boring. I mean, I, that, I can't argue with that. Anyway, yeah. so Shanahan <laughs> obviously <laughs> has an allegiance to Tevin Coleman throughout his time as a head coach. Typhus, is there anything you like? don't want to argue about? Argument fetch. At all? You wanted to change my name. He's like an Australian shepherd with just <laughs> loads of energy. You, you got to take him to the backyard and just start <laughs> yeah. talking to him about yeah. stuff. Just saying. The thing I've learned about having a puppy is like the way that you tire them out is they like need to go sniff around like their olfactory senses like that's how they get tired because dogs can run forever like, is that right yeah you need to tire out their nose more than their yeah. legs they get more tired because that's like how they're intake that's how they take in the world is by smell so like when they're out sniffing around and that whatever you hide something and i think they're called snuffle pads like it's like a thing where you like put a little treat and you hide it in there and then they have to like sniff around wow. and try and get it what's that, my like, snuffle pad I mean, just arguing about why we don't call Tyrion Davis Price. No, the, the, I was just asking Tyrion Davis Price. But that doesn't tire him out. It makes him stronger. Yeah, like, that's, that's like a dog like, running. Right. We need to find something else. We need to like put him on a, he like, gets a second We need to like wind. walk on a treadmill uphill as we record. <laughs> God, dude. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. A lot of receivers above the 40%. I would say Rondell Moore is a guy that if he's yeah. around, you can yeah. still grab it. He's just weirdly going to have a floor of like seven points, but also can break I think he's actually kind of an exciting pickup for the second half. Like, especially with Marquise Brown is out for the year, probably. But they traded for Robbie Anderson, yep. which is worth So uh, Panthers, he had the whole tirade on the sideline and then got traded to the Cardinals. I think that was kind of the sign that Marquise Brown was hurt, but it might be out for the year, which it seems he is. We can just address him up top. Are you like, if Ron, let's assuming Ron, if Ron Dillmore's there, you would want him. If Ron mm-hmm. has gone, are you excited about Ron, Robbie Anderson? No. Mm-mm. The Cardinals offense is broken. It's horrible. It's a very weird offense. And Marquise Plus, has been great, but obviously DeAndre Hopkins will be back right, next week. Right. And there's Ron Dillmore now healthy. I, I don't. Plus Ertz. Plus Ertz. I don't want, I don't want Robbie Anderson. I think, yeah, the focus of the offense is probably still going to be DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale, and Ertz. And then Robbie, maybe fourth. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm AJ Green, that. man. I think is Robbie just basically going to take over for AJ Green? I think he's Marcus Brown's role. The speed threat. Yeah. Deep threat. AJ Brown ain't no speed threat. I think I'm taking Wandell Robinson or I'm taking Corey Davis, who is the most boring wide receiver who's good. I didn't have either of those. I think I'm going to take Tyquan Thornton for the Patriots. Eh, 
<laughs> that felt so flash in the panty to me. He, he had didn't like three need, touches. Yeah, he was like the he was like fourth on their pecking order. I do think there's a chance that he continues to work his way up the pecking order though, because he looked really good. So can I blow you guys with mine? Yards per drop back on the season. Bills are first. Patriots are second. What? The Patriots offense. <laughs> Oh, you were making fun of me. Damn, I thought that was I thought that was real. That was really disappointing for me personally. Wow. I don't well, know. I mean, back it, is, that. it is it is shocking considering the Patricia Matt judge. Matt Patricia's they, offense. It's like, God damn it, this is actually working. No, yeah. Bailey Zappi and Matt Patricia are second in yards per drop back. I thought that was so it's crazy. one of those things I really don't want to acknowledge, but their offense has been good with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. So the, the key reason I'm taking Thor again, obviously, to your point. So he had two touchdowns. He had like almost twenty fantasy points this week, Taekwon Thornton did. But I think he had five five touches one, and yeah. one touch to he like 30 yards one touchdown was like an end around rush yeah so worked. it's totally volatile I guess I'm I guess maybe I'm cheating the spirit of this of like if you could pick him up and play him this week I'm not sure but I think that he's ups, a great stash upside sure. in terms of if he starts playing more consistently and again Kendrick Bourne hurt his thing uh, Nelson Aguilar is out but mm-hmm. why would Aguilar take time away from Thornton as the season goes on that doesn't make sense to me and then Kendrick Bourne got hurt his toe but if Thornton gets it in this lineup this is the dude who we thought Live broke the combine right. yard record. Super fast. And before we found out that the timer was, the guy doing the timer was just doing it wrong. But regardless, this is a guy with like, what, 425, 427 speed? Yeah. He's probably one of the 10 fastest players in the NFL. Also, he looked, I mean, again, this is not everything, but he looked really good in the preseason. It was a big disappointment when he broke, I believe he broke his collarbone. Yeah. Um, and because he was look, trending towards being like a big part of his offense. I like this pick. I think it's closer to a stash for me than a next week play. It is. Yeah, I'm yeah. cheating. It is a stash. So is Wandale. Because I think Wandale did the same thing. They kind of worked him in. Yeah. They started giving him more snaps. But, like, he still only played, I think, like, 40% of the snaps or something like that. So. Super similar. These are two rookies that were supposed to have a decently large role on an off of an underwhelming receiving core that had an injury and are basically coming back and were not relevant on their team still yet Sunday. The difference is the Giants' offense, I think, is still going to be somewhat limp. The Patriots' offense is surprisingly live. You're honestly right. Looking at the point totals, they put up over 24 points the last four weeks. Yeah, we just don't think of him that way. But that's kind of what I'm saying with Thornton. So I think that he's more upside. But yeah, I, I, no, I, actually, I had Wandale him on my list. I had him on my list. I had I had Thornton, Wandale, and Corey Davis. Also, right. wait, real quickly, an email from Miles. Shout out Miles, Miles. with the Y. That said, do you think Belichick drafting Tyquan Thornton was a pure Costanza play because he's the literal opposite of what the Pats usually draft? And it worked. And it worked. I like it. Okay, so I'll take Thornton. You're taking Wandale. Who are you taking, DK? Ooh, yeah, I'll take Wandale. Uh, I guess if we're going to play somebody this week, Corey Davis for the Jets. He is apparently the apple of Zach uh, Taylor's eyes. Uh, Zach Taylor. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. He's yeah. the leading wide receiver on the Jets, and it's yeah. not even that close. Last three weeks, he's led the Jets in snap rate. He's second in target rate, and he's tied for the team high with 70 routes. He's just, like, playing over all these other guys. It's just he's hanging on. We're too excited about Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore at this point is uh, You have to drop tough. him. There's no reason to keep him on the team. I'm sorry. Especially because the whole reason Elijah Moore Remember that like four week stretch where Elijah Moore is literally a top two receiver? That was because Zach Wilson was hurt. Right. Like Zach Wilson being back, there's no reason to have Elijah Moore well, anymore. I'm firmly yeah. team drop him. Yeah. I mean, he literally had zero targets. It's, yeah. I think it's fine. So, <laughs> but Corey Davis, I agree. Corey Davis is real is a really solid option. And I kind of can't believe none of us picked him. Craig had him on there. You no, had no, him on no, your I, list. This next guy. John oh. Dotson for Washington. Who, oh, I just he, to, he hasn't practiced. He rostered two weeks. He's, he's not rostered enough? Wow. We're recording this Monday, so we don't know if he's going to play. So take this with a massive grain of salt. But he obviously wow. was really yeah. good when he was playing. However, Carson Wentz, fractured, middle fi- or fractured ring finger, out for four to six weeks. Taylor Heineke, not Sam Howell, the rookie. Taylor Heineke will be the guy coming in. To me, this is a, this is a bonus. This, is a, <laughs> this will help all the receivers on Washington, in my opinion. 
I was wondering if it would help Dotson, though, because I think Wentz was fine to chuck it up to Dotson, and Dotson was like, baby, DeAndre Hopkins, go up and get it. And I don't know if Heineke's going to take the same risk. I don't know. Heineke feels to me like similar style YOLO guy. Like, I mean, last year, Heineke played like all 17 games very close, and Terry McLaurin had over 1,000 yards. Yeah, like, I mean, he's he, to me, Heineke is same style of quarterback. He's not as physically talented as Wentz in terms of like arm strength and stuff, but he, he'll throw it down the field. If Dotson does practice this week, and if he gets a full practice in by Friday, I would play Dotson over Thornton. But it's Monday, so it's hard to... I like this one, though. You should definitely pick him up. I agree. Like, it's worth mentioning Dotson, but for the sake of this exercise, I don't know if you can pick a player who has literally yet to practice a single time in the last two weeks. It just feels like you're, it's wishful thinking. But yeah, I mean, keep him in your mind, but for the sake of this exercise, it's kind of hard for to... For the one-week exercise. Yeah, for but like yeah. this week's showdown time. Like, who would you pick if he's out? Big picture, I think that the replacement level at wide receiver this season is so... We, is much higher than it has been in past years because guys we haven't even mentioned yet. Um, Alec Pierce for the Colts, who once yep. again looked good. He kind of had a touchdown at the last play to save his game, but like he's a rookie who's the second rounder who's playing way better. Devin DuVernay, who didn't have a great week, but is still, every week Rashad Bateman's out for the Ravens, just is like the second option on that team. We didn't, I don't think we mentioned Zay Jones for the Jaguars. Yep, he's in there, there. are a lot of like solid players. I'm happy to kind of mix a one-week guy in a stash. Right? Donovan Peoples-Jones has yeah. 50 yards in four of his six games this year. I'd rather take a guy playing. You're all just kind of gambling. They have a big catch anyway, if we're being honest. So I'd rather take a guy that might do that more often. True. Like, Paris Campbell played like 90%, 95%. He started over he's, Pierce. Yeah. He's a lie to me. I well, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more interested in Pierce over the rest of the season, but he's still playing way more than Pierce right now. Do you guys subscribe to like playing the matchup game when you're like, all these receivers seem relatively close, right, in terms of predictability? So do you ever just like, if you're debating between Wandale, Alec Pierce, and Corey Davis, do you just look at the team playing the worst defense? I look at the over-under on the extremes. I think the over-under in the middle ground is kind of, but if you, if one player is playing in a game that has a top five over-under of the week and one player is in the bottom five, go with the one where more touchdowns will be scored. Just a good rule of thumb. So, no showdown. No. Sad. Ooh. Wait, so sorry, wait, we didn't, where is Robbie Anderson on this list? I mean, what if he does have connection? I don't know. He's somewhere in the middle there. I, I agree. I don't really. Yeah. I think I'd have Wandale, Alec Pierce, Corey Davis, and then maybe so if Robbie Anderson. You have Marquise Brown, and he is out for the season. Dotson over him, Wandale over him, Tyquan Thornton over him, Corey Davis over him, over Robbie Anderson. Yeah. The only thing about Corey Davis is like, I think his, you know exactly what he is. He's not going to get any better. I guess Robbie Anderson has the allure of the unknown. Yeah, exactly. He's the mystery box. He is the, yeah. <laughs> What's, it, it could even be Corey Davis. Right. So, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Josh Reynolds. Did we say him? He's no, still out there. Not. Yeah, the lines were on by. We don't know what the, what's up with those receivers. But a lot of a lot of good receivers are out this way. And then I, it's important because so many receivers are, are on by. Okay. Tight ends. This is, this. I'm going to really focus here because I have Dallas Goddard. So, I oh, yeah. Goddard's on by. Uh, Irv Smith's on by. And Tyler Higby's on by. And Dawson Knox is playing here. So, DK, who's your tight end after Gosh, week six? This is close for me. Um, and it comes down to two guys, but I'm going to go with Mike Kosicki for the Dolphins. So this week he had a 63% snap rate, which was a season high, 100% route rate. So, oh, he so ran he's the a, number one tight end of the week. Yeah, he ran a route. That's true. He ran a route on all of his snaps, which is great. He ran a route on 76% of the team's offensive snaps, which is really good compared to what he has been doing. And he had a 16% target rate. So all these are season highs, plus his six catches, 69 yards, and two touchdowns. All season highs. In the past, he has not been playing enough to be like a viable start. You cannot put him in the way he's they way the way that they were utilizing him over the last like whatever five weeks. But 
I think you have to take the chance that maybe that they're just going to use utilize him much more going down the stretch. Like they franchise tagged him for like ten million dollars, and then they were playing him like thirty percent of the time. So maybe this is a sign that they're going to start utilizing more. And I think he's actually like a pretty good player. So because he's not a tight end, he's a wide he's receiver. A, he's essentially yeah, he's just like a big wide receiver, and he's a good red zone target. You know, I don't know like what the deal is, why they're not utilizing him more. They just have like multiple tight ends. They've been kind of like rotating these guys, but. All the signs, all the utilization from this week was really strong. And so I think that you have to take the chance that he's going to continue. I mean, look at what he did last year. Like, he was a really good uh, playmaker for them last season. Obviously, different coach staff, but he's a good player. He's got talent. He's big red zone guy. And with the slim pickings at tight end this year, like, you just kind of have to bank on the idea that he could start being utilized as someone that you can start in fantasy. So um, all the numbers from this week were solid in terms of his underlying usage. And hopefully that will continue. I guess that's that's like my best pitch for him. Obviously, he's going to be volatile, though. I hear everything you're saying, and you're probably logically correct, but there's a part of me that just kind of irrationally doesn't like him. Yeah, because that's fair. And part of me just, I think that there is, a, a, there's definitely a chance he just, he just doesn't, he plays like 12 snaps next week. No, I know. That's, right. that's the risk. But there's really. no good answer, right? Yeah. Because you're right. Like, it's kind of like a, on a weirdly a version of the Taysom Hill argument of like, well, no, everyone can burn you, so why not just take the guy actually capable of attacking? I mean, yeah, Gusecki has one catch or less in half his games this year. So I think for that reason, I think I, this is not like a sexy answer either. I, I'm going to go with Robert Tanyan from the Packers, who, oh, wow. He had that wasn't catches. even my second choice, but that's I, so funny. Yeah, he had ten catches this week, and Tanyan played half a season last year and eighteen had eighteen catches in like eight eight games last year, so almost half his we had more than half his total from last season. I don't know if that's going to continue, but this Packers offense is just playing really poorly, and I just I don't know. The only thing I worry about with Tanya, and I, I do like Tanya. I think he's you know a good sort of like dump off guy for Aaron Rodgers, like they have that chemistry or whatever. But the Packers were trailing like this entire game, you know, and I think they want to be more balanced in a perfect world and not pass a ton or whatever. Like they ran the ball 19 times. That's that's not ideal for what they want to do. This is kind of like it's kind of like the Kittle conversation we were having last night. Like I don't see this usage happening every week if they're no keeping games close. Randall Cobb got hurt. So depending on that, he'll play more. But let's be real. All these guys fucking suck. We're talking about streaming tight ends. We're buffering. I think you're right. Taysom Hill. Mike Kosicki, guys with actual ceiling. Tanyan, I, no, I mean, Tanyan's, good. Tanyan's, Tanyan's fine. The other I, guy I was going to throw out was Hunter Henry for the Patriots, who uh, he had six, uh, four catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. He played 97% of the snaps, which is a team high. 22% target rate, which is team high. 80% routes per team dropback. So he was running routes on 80% of the team's offensive plays, which is what you want. And all this was with John o. Smith also playing, which is really encouraging. So... You know, in this offense with uh, the injuries that they've had at receiver and things like that, Hunter Henry has over the last few weeks been pretty solid. So if he's still out there, he's another guy that you can stream at the tight end position. All right, so Craig and I got to do the Robert Tanyan showdown time. It is the Robert Tanyan. Thank you, DK, even though you're not participating. <laughs> showdown time! I love that we put our hands in the air, even though we're not on video right now. It's cute. All right. Do you uh, want to read it or do you want me to do it? I can. I got one right here. All right, cool. It's from Tyler. 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 We were talking about uh, the song Shots, I think, mm-hmm. last week. Oh, is it going to be how many times shot, is shot, shot, shot said? Yes, how many times is the word shot <laughs> said in the, in the song Shots? Oh, wow. Shot, shot. All right, wait, I'm going to quick count. Shot, 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 shot. I'm going to say, like, 52. <laughs> That's, I'm going to win this. 53. Because he okay, says okay, it. Okay, cool. <laughs> 
Well, no, he says it 16 <laughs> times in the chorus. And there's four Who has fun with this guy? <laughs> oh, I'm going to win this. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he says it 16 times in the thing. Shot, 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 shot. He says it, that's eight. Yeah, but it, so if it's 16, they have three choruses, that's 48. There's four choruses. There's four choruses? Oh, maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. 77. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know what? I should get points for, I should get some type of points for just, just straight up giving an answer first. <laughs> I, sh- I don't know what, but I should just get extra points for that. Just being like, uh, I'm just going to think organically. For not be like, being an a, a 53. He's like, I could do that better. I could do that. 54. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Congrats. I was going to say 64. Uh, yeah, our price is right. That should, be, we, we, that should be not be a thing. Okay, so you got... I get Tanyan. You get... Who did you get? Taking Gesicki. Oh, you want Gesicki. Craig, who's your third choice? Oh, boy. I'm going to do... Actually, out of curiosity, was Gesicki even your second choice? No. Wow, this is how bad Tanyan is. We're usually somewhat on the same I think page. it's still Evan Ingram. Yeah. Yeah, he's another one. He... We may have said his name more than any other tight end so far this season on the tight end. He's been on every one of these waiver things. Yes. And people still refuse to pick him up. They're just not listening to well, us. It's, well, it's because he's not good. Well, right. he's getting added Correct. and dropped, I feel like. And he's, he's you know, he's mediocre every week. He's kind of delivering, but not enough for you to actually, like, consider right. him your new starting tight end. But he's like, if you look at his numbers, he's put, he puts up, like, seven, eight points a game. Yeah. He had 9.9 in week five, nine this last week in half PBR. Yeah, he's, he's just fine. He's fine. fine. Yeah. Also, and if you're in a deeper league, Daniel Bellinger for the Giants is just... Oh, yeah. Exists. Is he good or is he just there? Uh, <laughs> I think he's pretty good. A, little column B. Uh, Craig, how could you say that about a San Diego State alum? No, I know, but I, I remember him in college and he was like good, but like... He was fine. Yeah, I mean, he was good, but he, I don't... When I see him, I'm not like, that guy's the next Dallas Carter. He just looks like a... He just looks like a guy playing tight end who's fine. As a Giants fan, I can tell you I like him more than I ever liked Evan Ingram already. They're very different players. They're yeah. the opposite. Yeah. And Evan Ingram was like boomer bust, and like he's either like juking somebody for some sick thirty yard catch, or he's like dropping a ball to hit him in the face. Yeah, Evan Ingram was a wide like Mike Kosicki. Evan Ingram was like a large wide receiver who couldn't block, but he also like couldn't really catch, which was just infuriating. Daniel Bellinger so, like, would you say you do here? Like, is he like a fryer move? Yeah. He oh, like a, yeah, like yeah. a big white guy that we can't explain why it gets open. Dalton Schultz. Yeah, big white guy we can't explain why it gets open. I feel like he's, I think he's like a little bigger. more athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Maybe Friar Moosey. Bellinger know. is weirdly productive for a rookie tight end that wasn't even highly drafted. He's, led the, he's led the team in receiving two games this year. That just doesn't happen for rookie yeah. tight ends outside yeah. the top 100. True. So you know what? You're right. He, he, I'm sure he's not going to get worse. I mean, it's weird that Wandale Robinson and Daniel Bellinger are straight up going to be like the top two options for Daniel Jones down the stretch. Yeah. Sake. That's just odd. And Kadarius. Uh, so there's I, a couple other guys to mention here. Did you want to move on or should we add a few? He's tight end. I do want to, but yeah, I mentioned So we talked about it. Dalton Schultz, healthy scratch on Monday Night Football, or Sunday Night Football. <laughs> you know what's so fun? Half of people asking us about Dalton Schultz are, can I add him? And half are like, should I cut him? Right. I, and I, this is like, to me, is this would be speculative right here. Like, maybe you add him, but, but uh, it sounds like the team really likes Jake Ferguson, who had a touchdown last week, or last night. And then Peyton Hendershot also played quite a bit for them. So, like, that's kind of a mess. But they just signed Schultz, like a big deal. You think you're good? No, he's, a, he's on a, isn't he on the franchise tag? Oh, is he? Yeah. Are you talking about adding those other tight ends or adding Schultz? I would, no, add Ferguson just in case he's like basically really? just taking over from Schultz. Schultz has a knee injury that's been bugging him all yeah. season. Well, PCL. Weird is he had the PCL, which is what's happened to Zeke, where Zeke had the PCL after like a few weeks. You're right, DK. Played through it all year. And Schultz is like the same, he's playing through a PCL. 11 and, and million. Just, and like everything we heard about uh, in the preseason is the team really likes this Ferguson guy. Wow. Uh, I do think Hendershot kind of like messes it up though, because they're like basically 
both playing, which is not ideal. It's also a better name. That sounds like a gun in Halo. Hendershot. Hendershot. So let's say there's like a league out there where you have Dallas Goddard, and there's mm-hmm. a, it's his bye week this week, and checking the waiver wire, there are Dal- Dalton Schultz and Pat Fryermuth are both available. <laughs> Plays. I Fryer speak Muth. English how quickly I want Fryer that Fryermuth. Oh, yeah, easily, play. Easily, easily, easily. I can't help but imagine like the Dak Prescott, Dalton Schultz of last year, and I'm like, oh, if that is available. Yeah, but dude, the knee, I don't know. Pardon me, I've been thinking about this a lot. Can I ask you a stupid question? If Dalton Schultz, like he's just not as, a, we talk about all the tight ends are athletic. Dalton Schultz is not as athletic as like Dallas Goddard. Right. If you haven't, if he has this PCL injury, he's playing through it. Is it okay that he doesn't rely on athleticism to do his job and his stack comes back? Or is it more like playing in the NFL, the margins to make it are so thin that if a non that athletic person loses the athleticism, is he just not going to be able to play? Right. See, I've saying. gone back right. and forth on this. I would lean to, to argue the former, right? Like, if Tyreek Hill injures his PCL, that is a bigger deal a huge than deal. if, you know, a receiver just like, sits in zones and catches open. little dump-offs, right? I don't know. I'm asking, I don't know. I, I don't, my, my gut is, to tell you the truth, I have no idea. And I think if you want to cut him, you can, because it probably doesn't matter that much. But if you still have him at this point, if you've made it this far, you might as well see what happens when him and Dak comes back. But I don't think it's going to matter that much, to tell you the truth. I think he's going to end up like a high-end streamer. Like all the, He's going to be like Irv Smith by a cooler name. The other guy that is, a, this is a deep sleeper, but Kate Otten for the Buccaneers, who is the backup guy to Cameron Brait, who he was out with a concussion two yeah. weeks ago, came back, and, and then had hurt a very his, serious injury. Yeah, like there was, I think I saw a report that his uh, x-rays for a neck break like came back negative. So he didn't break his neck, which is like the report, which is obviously really good. But like that is scary to me that that was on the table. Obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He got carted off. There's a chance here that Bray is out for a while. And obviously we know how Tom Brady likes to utilize tight ends when, you know, they have a good connection. So I don't know. I think Otten is another guy like, especially in just deeper leagues. Can you add Gronk? I was about to ask, do we think Gronk comes back this year? Let's see if you can even add him. I don't think so. You can add him. Might have been Steven. Someone made a great point this week that the Bucks, in addition to their interior offensive line collapsing, like they can't block. Their tight ends can't block. You know what's funny? It's like, why is Gronk available in Yahoo? He's retired. <laughs> well, they keep because he might come back. But Gronk. like, how do they decide I, who's I, on and they who's don't not? Take, no, they they take a couple of years. Usually. Yeah, so no. every player who retired last year is still in Yahoo. Dude, I think they not retired with Danny and Tomlinson from the thing. Like, yeah, a they, year so or two they'll ago. like make announcements. I've seen this happen a couple times on Twitter. They're like, I'm oh, by the think, way, who these retired? are the guys we're taking out of our like. Who retired last well, year? Do we know anybody well, else? Well, like Frank Gore, I think he's still... You know, the real reason is because, I, I, I think, I assume, is because if any of those players unretire... Also, retirements in football are so fluid, mm-hmm. where it's not like, you know, baseball or basketball. It's like, you just kind of, the league doesn't want you anymore. So, if any guy got not signed, there. and they'd have to re-add him to the system... <laughs> who? Big Ben's not there. It's because no one wants him. Is anymore. he not? No. Oh, it's on the sleeper platform, he's there. Oh, you really? can add him on sleeper. It's almost, it's like Yahoo's like, eh, Grunk's probably going to come back. Yeah. What if they know somebody. that we don't know? All right. The Brian Windhorse. Yeah. Why would Gronk <laughs> be on the waiver list? Uh, I think it speaks to this week's waivers that we really defer to opinions when usually we're actually oh, uh, always doing trivia. One more, which again, this is a, we haven't seen Monday Night Football, but uh, Greg Dulcich for the Broncos is coming back. Albert Zero, or Albert Oh No. <laughs> oh, that's better. Um, I, don't, I can't take credit for either of those. I've seen those. I think Dwayne McFarlane has been doing those. But DK, um, I can we halfway through the season, I like to do the uh, the power hour for just players DK hates because <laughs> yeah, I think good. Arthur Smith is number one. I think right. I think Albert O is number two. I don't hate Albert O. I feel like you do. 
You said you didn't hate MVS. Meanwhile, you hate MVS. Oh, you hate him too. You hate Valdez Scantling. I don't know. I don't hate him. I just think it's hilarious that like he goes from a huge hype guy in the preseason to like literally playing zero snaps or like one snap. Did you guys remember when my grandma came to the podcast and I said, why do you hate Pete Carroll? And she's like, I don't hate Pete Carroll. I just have a long memory. That's, I think, DK with all of these players. I don't hate Alberto. I definitely do hate Arthur Smith, though. You're correct on that one. All right, let's go to quarterbacks. Real Count quick. Arthur. Searing hatred. You do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you know what we didn't mention? Falcons. They won. Beat the 49ers. <laughs> three and I mean, two. they're good, but they're I still hate him. Winning yeah. record. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Quarterbacks. Some people might have streamed quarterbacks. Kind of a weird week for it. I'm just going to throw out five names and I want you guys to kind of blurt out an answer. And I'm, I, I don't know who you're This is like pick. a Rorschach. Trevor Lawrence versus the Giants. Daniel Jones versus the Jaguars. Marcus Mariota, who had like 24 points this week against the Bengals. Teddy Bridgewater against the Steelers mm. if he ends up playing. Matt Ryan versus the freaking Titans. Like, who would you stream? I think I lean towards Daniel Jones for oh some God. reason. I, I would take Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, that's probably smarter. <laughs> that probably makes like more logical sense. I don't Why know. would I have any faith in Daniel Jones? He had 18 Jones? points in relief, Teddy Bridgewater did. Yeah, and although the Steelers, that weird Bucks game happened, like the Steelers secondary is torn to shreds and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are going to light it on fire. The speed of Tyree Kill. I mean, <laughs> Craig, I, I love what, I, I really just love when the fan cynicism comes out of you two. I, I, right now, Heifetz is like riding high because the Giants are 5-1, but. I mean, I like Pickett. I don't trust our defense at all. <laughs> Can't explain what happened last week. That's the most inexplicable game of the season. Actually, Colts beating the Chiefs 24. What was the score of that game? I think it was like a touchdown. Yeah, that, that was bizarre. Yeah. But, no, it was a field goal. Other than that. Was it the most inexplicable loss of the week? Remember when the Packers lost to the Jets? When the Jets went one for 11 on third down? The Steelers beat the Bucks. Dude, this Mitch is all Trubisky. nuts. <laughs> yeah, with, this is all crazy. What a crazy The, the Jets week. had a winning record going into that game, at least. Like, the Steelers were the worst team in the league. It's pretty crazy. It's a weird week to stream. You could do Mariota if you want, Jones for the rushing. I, I also kind of Trevor Lawrence. The Giants beat a lot. Giants beat playing really well. Yeah, Bridgewater versus Steelers. Just betting on, I'd rather bet on Tyreek Hill and Waddle just break a touchdown than anything else. Also, this sucks, right, but like right. Matt Ryan against the Titans? No, I, oh, uh, no. I feel like Matt Ryan's going to be the next. Like, so in, a, in the line of players that just absolutely disappoint, Hawkinson, who scored like 40 points and then had like one point. 
Taysom Hill had like whatever forty four touchdowns, 40. and then we had saw that like coming. Four points. You know what we? Matt need? Ryan is the next guy who's going to have like four points next week. We need a word for you know like I mean most of the time you go to add someone and it's just sorted by last week's fantasy points. We need a word for the person where you look you're like that's not nah, I'm not doing that. One. No, you got to go to the, what I always go to the last four weeks. You want to check last four weeks, you know, guys. But what's the word for the guy that's like at the top because you sort quarterback streamers? Matt Ryan's going to be at the top of the list. But you're just like that's that's bait. That's yeah. That is, you know what that else? is like, like the meme, like ah, that's bait. oh yeah, the Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know bait. what other statistic I want on Yahoo or whatever platform? You know, how, like the Falcons are five or six and zero against the spread this year. I want to know which players are have have exceeded or 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 not their their projection in fantasy. Oh yeah, like Daniel Bellinger is like five and one against his projection. Oh, against I'd love the to spread, know but for players, yeah. That's pretty good, actually. Daniel, Daniel Bellinger's projections every week are like 4.2 points. Right. He scores like eight every week. Like, I'd love to know. And then he's going to have four projected next week, too. Oh, I, I checked. Yeah. He is like 4.5. <laughs> and I was like, he's going to beat that. When can we let him have eight points? You want math to predict the Giants beating the Raiders? I don't know. Love that. That would be nice. Okay. Defenses. There are a lot of good defenses to stream. It's kind of like the opposite. Dude, I actually added, I had an extra spot on one of my teams. I added the Patriots defense a week in advance just because so they played the Bears and Justin yeah. Fields. I think this is like, I don't have words to describe how ruthless I think Bill Belichick's going to be versus Justin Fields. Like, this is going to be a bloodbath. Oh God, isn't it on primetime too? It is. Yeah, it is. Just oh my like, God. It's just, this is, I feel, that I'm is just like feeling sorry for the Bears right now. Belichick's streak against young quarterbacks is, is horrifying. Uh, Miami's getting Pittsburgh. Speaking of the flip side of the Bridgewater is, I mean, Kenny Pickett or Trubisky, whoever, just, I mean, that feels like a smash. It's a little weird because Brian Flores, it's like his defensive staff still for the Miami Dolphins and Flores is on the Steelers. I don't know if that would help them, but overall, whoever plays this quarterback for the Steelers against Miami, is, I guess it's going to be Trubisky, but I mean, it's Trubisky. Broncos versus the Jets. Broncos D is good. And again, the Jets won because of like defense and special teams for the most part. Again, one for 11 on third down against the Broncos. I think that's like a pretty great ad. Uh, Raiders versus Houston. Raiders are on a bye. Like Max Crosby versus the Texans. Kind of like that. And then if you have to, I'm Titans Colts. By the way, the Texans fired uh, Jack Easterby. Oh my that, God. That's, that's right. The weirdest fucking storyline in the NFL lately. Just why? How did he get that job? How, what, did he, what strings did he pull for that? Well, the, it's the most uh, bizarre thing. I think I got to pull He up. was a character coach and like a chaplain. He was literally a chaplain for the Patriots. So well, he did the best part. Which I he, didn't even know was a thing. He did. Right. Well, it's so, well, no, the, the darker side of it is I think it was post Aaron Hernandez's arrest. The Patriots, like Bill Belichick was like, wow, we need some, bring someone in. And they brought in this guy, Jack Easterby. And he was, again, just the team chaplain. And then he's just, there's an amazing story from Sports Illustrated by, um, it's Jenny Vrentas and Greg Bishop at SI. And they did this thing where, among other things, he was referred to as Littlefinger, like in the Texans organization. But um, he literally did the Dwight Schrute on his resume, oh, which is the most amazing part of the general manager, <laughs> where he, cha he changed his, let me get the exact thing. Uh, his resume was uh, South Carolina's character coach. And he says, he went from appearing as the team chaplain and he went from an assistant to the director of operations to the assistant director of operations to assistant director of football operations. Oh, for crying out loud. Which is going from... Just shuffling words around. But that's a different... Op operations is like, how do they get the footballs and pads 
to the opposing team's stadium. It could be like That's, administrative work, for oper- all we know. Operations is like getting the equipment there. It's like football making, op- like booking airline flights. Yeah, director of football operations is like, that's John Elway's Like making sure the, the stadium has security. Yeah. Football operations is running the football team. And he went from an assistant to the guy to running Take the team. Take it till you make it. He's a schemer. It's just, what is the, what's the timing of this? I think it's kind of funny that they just, oh, by the way, you're fired. They just found out. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the bye week. That's that's probably like a... Oh, I meant to tell you, you're fired. Lovey Smith yeah. just read that SI piece. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, did I you... mean, we need to tell you for the last year, you're fired. Sorry, you we don't need you anymore. The comedy routine he did? Oh, God, yeah. Dude, some of those videos, that's Russell Wilson level cringe. Like It's like Michael Scott. It's Dwight Schrute <laughs> yeah, level cringe. Is. Yeah, it's Have you real. seen it? No. <gasps> Can we like pull this up? It's worth it. <laughs> well, can we just watch it on the computer? Well, yeah. yeah. You have to pull this up. Okay. What, 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 do, I, what do you want me to type in? What do I type in? Jack uh, Easterby stand-up Jack routine. Easterby stand-up. It'll come up. Craig, I can just tell you, it's not good. It's bad. It's really, I want really Craig bad. to watch this. No one's responding to anything either. It's, it's like, it's like, like really, when are you going to finish this? It's like really basic. <laughs> he's just like like doing action. He literally was like people in California like to go surfing after football games. Yeah, it's like really Hilarious. stereotypical. Hilarious. Yeah. That guy ran a football team. Yeah. <laughs> I hope nothing but the best for him. Maybe he'll get a Netflix special next. Oh, God. Should we? Try he's to absolutely going to fall up, isn't he? Should he's going to get, get like some bigger, more powerful job. Do you think he'll get another job in like an NFL front office? No. Uh, no, but he's going to have more power somehow. Little Should we finger. let him run our podcast? That's not more power. <laughs> I don't think. Mm, I don't we, know what our influence is. We get is. a lot of downloads. <laughs> yeah, we get, look, look how many emails we get. Jack Easterby. If anyone knows him, please get him in touch with our guest. It's just like Michael Scott football. when Michael Scott goes to the improv class and the only thing he knows is like the gun thing. <laughs> that was like his stand up routine. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> God, what is he, is he like busting? He's like, FBI! Like, oh. <laughs> this is your only move. Okay, I declare bank. I declare this podcast over. Okay, thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Jesse, for production help. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Brian Adams. Who's that? Is that not a guy? <laughs> you tell <laughs> me. I don't know. Like a really famous artist. What is he, what is he known for? Uh, I mean, I don't know the names of songs, once again. What, is he a, is he a singer? He's a is he in a band? He's a guitarist? Uh, one of the best-selling music artists of all time. Yeah. So that there's that. Okay. Um, oh, he did Summer of 69. That's why. Uh, wow. Do you know how many people are mad at us right now? Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. Furious. I mean, Brian Adams is, it's like Brian Adams and like Bruce Springsteen. Like, this is like you guys not recognizing if I said the boss. Is is Brian Adams really that big? He's as big as Bruce Springsteen? I think so. In our defense, he asked you and you were like, is that not a guy? So I feel well, like he's not I as thought, big as Bruce I Springsteen. Thought, like, I had one of those moments where I was like, oh God, I said I said like the president of the United States' oh, name incorrectly. That was one of those moments where I literally was like, oh my God, did I get... To be clear, my, we know Is Brian his name Adams. not Michael Jackson? Oh God. No, is I his know. name not... I mean, I guess I, I know his John? songs. Yeah, I, I know. He's a very generic name. I don't know. I think everyone, no matter your age, there are like probably there's an artist where you know 10 of their songs and you don't necessarily know the name. Especially if he's People like, are so furious right from now. The People are going and to be like and his name's Brian Adams. Off, people are going to be driving off the road because they're so mad about this. I know. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, he was born in like the Eisenhower administration. It's fine. You know the songs. That's the important part. Summer 69. Great song. 
Well, DK, DK got upset about that. You guys were trying to gaslight me into what? like. I literally what? just what? said I don't know <laughs> who that is. I, I, was, asked I, was, I was being like vulnerable and on. I was like, I don't know who that is. I literally, yeah, I was like, oh, I, I googled this guy. At what point? I mean, I've gaslit you before. But You're trying to gaslight me into thinking Brian Adams isn't famous. Is what I'm saying. He's been a world famous recording artist for like several. Decades. Yeah, he's got 15 studio albums. <laughs> Canadians are coming after you, Craig. <laughs> Jesse, just cut all of this. <laughs> the Ben Zolak of music. This is unbelievable. This is like, well, remember when we did I'm two not the tru- Ben Zolak of music. No, I literally I didn't know Brian Adams. So, Zolak. <laughs> remember when we did the two truths that alive for Zolak with the Beatles guys? And he got it right, oh, yeah, but only yeah. by like Ringo. Ringo. Oh, and he called him Ringo Star. Ringo. Ringo. Yeah. And we were like, Ringo. Ringo. And Zolak was like, why? And we were like, well, uh, Ringo. I don't know, actually. That's how why. his name it's is Ringo. Have you heard of Ringo Star? I still don't know why it's not Ringo. It's just not how it's pronounced. I know. All right. Goodbye, everyone. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.